All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, D underscore Misfit Nation. So you'll stay up to date on all of our episodes and our awesome uh, guests that come on the show. Our next guest, he quit drinking in 2015, quit smoking marijuana in 2016, and changed his life completely. His first book, Alcoholics Not Anonymous, A Modern Way to Quit Drinking, describes the method he created for himself to get sober. So without further ado, let's welcome Paul Trammell to the Misfit Nation. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for taking thanks for some of your time to come on here. Absolutely, no problem, uh, and thank you for having me. It's a, it's, I think it took us about a month to get connected, but this is, this is uh, well worth it. Well worth to get your story yeah. out there and let people hear how you did that. And uh, it's, it's no easy feat what you've done. And a lot of people struggle with it. So if you'd like to, just tell us a little story of your backstory from as far back as you want to go to where we are now. All right, sure. Um, I mean, uh, I started drinking when I was 13, and I think I probably started smoking weed at the same time. Um, and uh, I've always had trouble with alcohol. Uh, you know, even even back then, I, I look way back when I was, you know, in high school. And, I, I you know, I remember making... I look back and made, I definitely made some stupid decisions, you know, just because I wanted to go out drinking. Um, and then, you know, but it got, it got worse when I got to college and I got a DUI when I was 19. Um, I got arrested with a fake ID, I think when I was 17, wow. I got arrested for smoking weed when I was about 14. They <laughs> wow. knew you. Oh my goodness. Bringing back some memories here, going down memory road. I was a good kid. I just, I just did what I wanted to do. You know, I just, if I wanted to do something, I did it. And, and if all of a sudden the cops were there, I was shocked. And, and uh, all of a sudden they're, you know, they're taking me downtown and calling my parents and they're shocked. And <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got I had a few run-ins with the law, but, um, but anyway, uh, I actually quit three times. I quit once when I was in high school and then I quit once when I was in college. I lasted two years uh, without drinking when I was in college. Um, all of a sudden started getting straight A's. Uh, you know, that makes a huge difference um, in, in your, your mental ability, you know, the alcohol, the weed too. Um, but uh, I really started drinking heavily after school, after college. And um, it went on for a long time, you know, and I got up to where I was drinking about a 12 pack a day and was smoking weed like it was cigarettes. You know, I grew weed too for a little while. Wow. And, um <clears throat> Yeah, I was way into it. I was in a reggae band. You know, I was I was a musician playing in reggae bands and you know living the life. We went on tour a couple of times and we had some fun. You know, I mean, those were good times. Don't get me wrong, but it was destructive. And uh, eventually, I got to a point where I knew I had to. I knew that I had a problem. You know, it was obvious. I was hungover every day and I was, I was going into debt. I wasn't making enough money. Um, it's hard to work. I was a carpenter. I was an independent contractor, so I could I could show up late. You know, and because I was hungover and so I wasn't making as much money as I was spending. And uh, so for the last couple of years of my drinking, I knew that I needed to quit, but I just couldn't see doing it. I, you know, it was, it was part of my life. <clears throat> so then one day at a party, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, 2015, I ran into a friend, my friend Jim was at the party. And uh, I remember, I remember he looked 
really good and clean and happy and you know well dressed and his hair was nice and like I just look, I'm looking at him like yeah he's Jim looks good and then I but he doesn't have a beer in his hand so I said uh, hey Jim you want a beer and he, and he said no thanks I quit drinking and he had a smile on his face I'm like oh you got to tell me how you did it why you did it um, and he said well my brother died his brother drank himself to death slowly over a long period of time died died a very long and slow death of internal organ failure at 40 years old wow from drinking too much uh and i was 44 at the time i think so that hit home it really hit home and uh i decided the next day i was going to quit and part of my strategy you know as as the title of my book uh alcoholics not anonymous uh, suggests um my my strategy was to just come right out and tell people um, I got nothing against AA. I think it's great. I think it works for, obviously for a whole lot of people. And I've been, uh, I was, I had to, you know, quarter pointed, had to go at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned, you know, I definitely learned uh, a bit from them. I, I mean, I've only been to probably four meetings in my life, but, but uh, I think I read their book. Um, good stuff in it for sure. I, I'm just not a group therapy kind of guy. So I decided I was going to quit. I told some people, I told, I told my friends, um, I booked a meeting with a therapist just to make it real, just to have, just to be accountable to someone, just so I couldn't change my mind, you know, right then and there, like later on that day, <laughs> like if you book, you, know, you book a meeting with a therapist, uh, you got to go. And what are you going to do? Like go and say, Oh yeah, I, I uh, wanted to quit drinking, but uh, you know, I changed my mind. <laughs> so I, th- I thought that might help <clears throat> help in the beginning. And it did. She wasn't even an addiction therapist. She was like a family counselor. She, you know, just a, she was a woman that I happened to know. Um, so that helped. And I went out and just, especially after I got a week into it, I mean, I got right up on Facebook and said, hey, everybody, I've gone seven days without a beer. Can you believe it? You know, and uh, I got, I couldn't believe the support I got just from that one post. You know, like just way more comments and likes than any of my other posts you know, I ever got. Uh, so I was, I was really surprised about that. So I kept doing it every, you know, after a month, I do it again and the second month and I still do it, you know, um, every now and then. So that became uh, a big help. And, and I told my family, uh, I asked my, my brother to check up on me to, to, to call me or text me, you know, regularly as often as he could daily, hopefully, um, ask if I was, if I was still sober, just so I would be accountable to somebody. And that's, and that's one of the techniques that worked for me. So anyway, strangers started sending me direct messages from, from Facebook. They had read my posts and they want to get sober too. And they're trying and they're failing and, uh, you know, various situations, various people uh, asking me for advice. And uh, so I would sit and think about their question and write out an answer. And, you know, I communicated with quite a few people like that for a long time. And eventually I came to realize, yeah, here I've, I've developed my own method. I have helped a whole bunch of people and I've written a lot of good advice just through Facebook Messenger. So I went through and copied and pasted everything I'd written, copied from Messenger, pasted it into Word, and then you know started the long process of putting together a book and editing it and making it into an actual book. And it describes what I did to get sober and to stay sober. It's it's just straight up advice. Uh, actual things to do to to not drink anymore 
Um, and uh, yeah, the book sold. It's it sold way better than I thought it would, and that that started my career as a writer, which is what I'm doing now. That's an awesome journey right there, and that, and the revelations, like you said, a lot of alcoholics and honest, they like to keep everything quiet and secret. By you bringing it out there, it probably raised up your, uh, I want to say, a fan base or people to motivate you, and you motivated them at the same time because they probably were afraid yeah. and not willing to go to a group setting. A lot of people hate the group setting; it's not good for everybody. It, right. Whereas most counselors always want to push group on people, not not, yeah. not realizing that it doesn't work for everyone and. Yeah, some people are just a one-on a me a me person. If I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see, I have to fix me. And I, I think yeah. when you had that uh, eye opener when your your friend's brother died at forty years old uh, after suffering long from everything shutting down due to alcohol, and yeah. that's an eye opener. That's your aha moment. That's that's basically your why, and then your how was motivated by that as well. Exactly, that was my my why. I mean, that was that was the that was the last straw. You know, that was just like the spark. Um, you know, the, the real why was I was, my health was declining. I was getting, you know, I was starting to get overweight, um, bags under my eyes. Uh, I was aging, you know, I could see it. I was becoming unhealthy. I've, I've always been an athlete of one sort or another. And I, I just couldn't stand to see that happening to me. Um, my finances were also bad at the time. You know, they were just getting worse and worse. And that was stressful. Um, I had nightmares all the time. I don't, I don't have nightmares anymore. I think it was my mind telling me that there's something wrong in your life. There's something, there's a demon that's chasing you, you know, and, and it's eating you away slowly and you got to do something about it. So, you know, the why was, was uh, all that, you know, health finances, um, literally being sick every day until I started drinking again, or until I got high, you know, I'd wake up every morning and smoke weed um, and take away the nausea. And <clears throat> so you know how how did i quit um first I, I made myself accountable to a bunch of people um and i came out and said everything and uh i started one thing i did was i, I was i saved money i took the cash that i would have spent on alcohol and i put it in a box like a wooden cigar box and i looked at that i would i would pull it out and look at it occasionally hold that wad of cash in my hand and count it and look at it and think and, and then i started thinking well i need to spend this on something eventually and i thought well yeah after one year, you should, you should spend it on something. So that gave me a good goal. Uh, and when the one year came around, I bought a one week sailing class and I just absolutely fell in love with, with sailing. And right about then Alcoholics Not Anonymous was, was um, published and selling. And I, I, anyway, I ended up buying a sailboat that year and taking off on a great adventure, um, a thousand miles offshore, uh, solo, you know, by myself. And I, and I hardly knew what the heck I was doing. So that was a, a huge adventure. Uh, that became my second book. And when that book started selling, that's called Becoming a Sailor. When that book started selling, I realized, okay, now, now I can chase this old dream I've always had of, of actually living on a boat and sailing and, you know, cruising and living full time. Because the big question is, how do you make money when you're, when you're doing that? And, um, right. you know, writing became that. And I became a writer because I quit drinking. Uh, and and smoking weed you, you can't you can't write when you're high you can't you can hardly read when you're high um, you know I, I was a reader when I was a kid and as I became older and got you know was smoking weed all day every day I quit reading because it's and you can't you know you, I mean you can you can physically like read a page or something 
um, you know, you can read the instructions on the back of, you know, or whatever. You can, you can physically read, but but the comprehension is so goes down so low that that I you can't read a book. It's just not it's not enjoyable because you you're not you're not comprehending it. So yeah, I quit reading. Um, but anyway, the fact that I quit smoking weed allowed me to to write uh, books that that people actually want to buy and read. Uh, and you know, and smoke, quitting quitting smoking weed was more difficult for me than quitting drinking. It, it shocked me. It shocked and amazed me at how hard it was to quit and how difficult the uh, the first month was. I mean, I went through I went through withdrawals that, yeah. I, that I did not expect. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I remember in grade school they taught us that weed was not addictive, and I always believed that. And you know, most that's what everybody around me always said. Ah, it's not addictive. We got it whenever i want <laughs> no no it's 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 actually that the medical community actually considers it an addictive drug now you know and it's obvious to me because holy crap it was it was tough man it was tough first month it took me two tries wow i gave it up for a whole, i gave it up for a whole month i think i think six months into uh not drinking yeah and about six months in i gave up weed for a whole month and i was still in the band and we had a gig coming up and i had not been able to sleep at all for four nights in a row four nights and this is this is after not smoking for like 28 days uh and i'm still suffering from 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 uh the insomnia that it causes and uh, i went ahead and started smoking again because we had a, we had a big gig the next day and i, I just i was just over like the insomnia and i, I knew i wasn't going to be able to perform the next day so i went ahead and got high and uh continued to for until uh, one year after I quit drinking, I tried again, um, and I, and I and that time it worked. That time I I I left uh, I left the country. I went on a sailing trip where uh, an offshore sailing trip with some other people who didn't smoke weed. And anyway, I made it work that time. Uh, yeah, but that was difficult. No doubt. I'm sure it, it helped to not be in around others who were smoking or have easy access to it while you were on the sailing trip. That it helped. Uh, yeah. A little bit to keep you away from it and uh oh yeah make you stronger yeah yeah definitely if, if anyone out there is trying to quit something you know uh, whatever drug it is um the more things in your life you change the easier it's going to be to quit especially and especially if you can get out of town and go somewhere else for the beginning of it you're not going to have all your old triggers you're not going to have all your old your friends and you're not going to be driving by the same liquor store that you always drive by and you're not going to have your, your, your weed dealer down the street. You can just walk down there and get a, get a bag of weed. You need, you know, if you change all of that, if you can go somewhere and get away from all that, you could, it's, it's going to be easier, especially in the beginning. Um, now, and for me, as you, as you see, I live on a boat now. I, I sold my house. I quit my job. I'm not in the band anymore. I'm, I don't live in that town anymore. Everything's different. I, my, my boat is a sanctuary. There's, there's no alcohol ever or drugs on, on my boat. Um, that, that makes it a lot easier for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm separated from land. There's, you know, there's not, there's not a bar that I can just go walk to. I can't walk down the street or get, hop in my truck and go to the Seven Eleven. you know, and, and get a, get a quart or a 12 pack or, or get a quart. Cause I already drank the 12 pack. Right. I guess you oh, man. a long ways. Of... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not a temptation. You know, you take right. away all that temptation and it's, and, and things are much easier. So uh, it's, you know, I'm seven years sober now. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't uh, struggle too much with it anymore. Um, 
but if, if I'm around people smoking weed, I tell you what, it, it's that's more of a temptation to me even now, six years later than it than it than the alcohol. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, because I can remember what a hangover feels like. I can remember that nausea from have you know drinking too much, but wanting, but you got to drink another beer. You know, you're right. already drunk and you're already nauseous, but there's four more beers in the fridge, and by God, I'm going to drink you know at least two or three more of them uh, before I go to bed. And it's 11 o'clock and I got to get up at six and go to work the next day, but I'm going to drink it. Like, I remember all that bad stuff. You know, I remember waking up hungover, still drunk. Yeah, um, trying to battle trying through to it to, as you go to work. Yeah. Like, like I remember all that, but, but see, weed doesn't have that. So I remember the good parts of it. Right. <laughs> There's not, you know, so that's one reason why it's more difficult, but, but man, I tell you what, like my brain works so much better now that I don't do either of those things. Like both of them, both of them inhibit your thinking a lot. That's an awesome accomplishment. Uh, now, uh, six, seven years later, you have uh, now five books out. And, uh, and what a... Yeah, seven. There's a moth flying around me. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've got seven books published now. Seven books published. Um, yeah, I might have had five when we were first talking. I published two of them recently. Okay. Um, you know, you, I, was, I was still in Panama when we first uh, got into contact with each other. And, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's outstanding. Two more out there. Yeah. So that's seven books in seven years. That's pretty good. That's a, that's a lot for anybody. Uh, and you became very productive in your writing skills. Did you have a mentor when, when you were younger that wrote a lot or a, maybe an author that you looked up to that maybe influenced you? Um, <clears throat> I did not have a writing mentor, but, but my mother always pushed us to read books. So I've been reading since I was young. I, I, I was in grade school, you know, maybe fourth grade i don't know somewhere in that age uh when when i read uh, the hobbit you know, tolkien's i think it took me a year you know to read the hobbit um you know i probably read a, an average of one page a day you know, <laughs> but, but i got through it and i loved it and i read that whole series you know over the next few years and i've i've been a reader um ever since and uh you know like like a lot of people i always thought like yeah i'd like to write a book i think i could probably write a book um so that's always been sort of in the back of my head, but gosh, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, if any particular writer has spurred me to, it was, you know, it was all just because I had written so many face, you know, as funny as it sounds, I had written so many messages on Facebook messenger that I knew I, if I just organized it and thought about it some more, I could put together a book. Um, that's kind now, of what now, I, that's kind of what I just did as well. I, last year, oh, yeah. the, the first year of the pandemic, every month I put a, uh, Welcome to the next level of Jumanji. And I give some stats and stuff. And you've done this, you made it through the fire, you've done this. And at the end of the year, I made 13 uh, steps to success. And someone said, you should put that in a book. So I did not just publish so the 13 step cool. to success came from basically Facebook posts. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's writing, you know, that's one, that's one thing about social media. Um, you know, it gets slammed a lot as, as um, for, well, you know, people, people love to kick around social media, but the reality is, uh, it is writing. You, 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 yeah. you are typing on a keyboard and you are writing and you've got to organize your thoughts and you got to communicate them to other people. And those are skills that, that happen through writing that are developed through writing and, and um, you know, writing, writing Facebook posts is, is writing. No doubt about it. So is texting, you know, yes. writing. <laughs> Not as fast on the text, but I can, t I can do some typing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Yep. And then, yeah, so I wrote another book about alcoholism called The Joy of Living Clean and Sober. That's that's uh, recently published. Um, that's right. just sort of sort of uh, 
similar to my first book, but it's but it's me looking through it, you know, from from seven years of sobriety. What 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 has worked for me? How to how to stay sober? Um, I think uh, your your schooling for sailing helped you out a lot too, and uh, that gave you your love of sailing. How yeah. far uh, do you sail outside of the, I guess, the Gulf region there uh, from the Atlantic side all the way to Panama? We know you've both been both ways. How far else have you gone? Um, you know, the, the longest sailing I've done uh, by myself has been, um, well, just recently, eight days. Uh, Panama to Jamaica took me eight days when okay. I was coming back. Um, and I've done a couple of seven day sails. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're talking about 120 miles a day or so. So uh, the, the, the Panama to Jamaica was 900 or 1,000 miles, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, it seems like a long time, you know, when you're out there, by, when you're by yourself, especially. Um, I did a, I did a, a two-week sail with someone once, but um, that was with another person. It was much easier. You got two people. You, can, <laughs> you get you to talk to somebody. <laughs> you can talk and you can, and you can sleep for five, six hours at a time, you know, instead yeah. of... Uh, I sleep 20 minutes at a time when I'm, when I'm sailing solo. Wow. Um, that's, that takes a little getting used to it works. Um, but it, it takes some getting used to for sure. It definitely does. <laughs> it does. So we already talked about how you had your, how you started writing, but just basically off your Facebook messages and such like that. Yep. How would someone else, uh, if they don't use Facebook, how would they, how would you give them advice to start their writing career? To start a writing career. Um, you know, I mean, step one is to sit down and do it uh, before you have you, you're not going to have an idea, a whole idea for a book all all thought out in your head. When you sit down, you might not have any ideas, um, but you got to sit down and start. Uh, Ray Bradbury gave great advice in his book about how to write. Uh, he wrote uh, short stories for a lot of his career and he, he would publish one a week. And one of the things he said in his book, he said that for, for years, and he, and he recommends writers do this, sit down every morning, early in the morning, first thing, and write a short story. Now, that sounds difficult, but, but you have to give yourself permission to write like total junk, you know, something that's worthless. Like it, it's okay if it's going to be really bad. So just, so he says, sit down and to get the ball rolling, he says, type out random words, type out a dozen completely random words whatever pops into your head first and then look at those words and associate them and play around with them you know some word association and and make a story get a story from it and then just and then just start writing it's just improvisational you know it's like it's like what i used to do on the guitar you know for hours at a time improv improvisation it doesn't have to be good it's just practice and then all of a sudden you realize when you're playing the guitar and you're improvising you 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 realize man these these three chords here, man, that's a song, you know, right. little thing I'm doing right now. That's a song. Bam. Oh, that's born. Song is born. You know, that's how it happens. It happens through improvisation. Writing is the same way. So you got to sit down and you got to do it. Um, you can start by writing short stories. Uh, you got to give yourself permission to write total crap. Uh, it's fine. It just, you just have to do it. You know, you have to do it and you have to edit. Once you actually have a book going, um, once you actually have a, a rough draft, which might which might take a year, it might take two years, but once you have that, then it's time to edit and reread and rewrite. And you go back and I, you know I, I go back through my my books from the from the first draft. I'll go back at least ten times, read the, the whole thing, and, and write more and edit. And, um, and, you know, it's a long process, but but after you know I'm putting out about one a year, and um, after yeah. a year of work and you got a book, man, it's, it's, it's 
it's a great accomplishment. So, and you have a perfect that. place to sit and write with no distractions. Uh, yeah, that helps. You know, living by myself on a sailboat, like yeah, yeah, this is this is a good environment to write in for sure. Has any of your destinations given you inspiration for your books? Absolutely, three of them are sailing nonfiction. Um, okay. So I, I'm writing about the sailing. So that's that's you know directly influenced by the surroundings. That's that's the non that's that's what's happening. I'm trying to share the adventure. Um, I've written two novels, and they are based on experience. So one one great advice, a piece of advice I've gotten that's common in writing is is write what you know about. Write about uh, even if you're writing fiction, you can take your own experiences and make up stories based on it. So the the first novel I wrote is called Dead Flowers on Wednesday. And that was based very loosely based on my band's first tour. It was so much fun. We rented a, a school bus with a driver and the school bus was converted into a tour bus. It was like totally ghetto style, but it was a, it was a legit tour bus that ran on vegetable oil. It was the veggie bus. So we didn't have to pay for fuel while we're playing gigs. The driver would go find a restaurant, you know, at two in the morning and, and take their used vegetable oil that, that was going to be thrown out you know, there's 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 tanks behind behind restaurants that are full of vegetable oil so he would go and put a hose in it and suck it all out and filter it and that was our fuel you know so so we drove around for two weeks in this veggie bus uh from florida up up uh up through tennessee and into north into the carolinas and into west virginia which is where i'm originally from played a bunch of gigs had some of the best times of my life and um so I made up a I made up a, a novel that, that's based on that, um, and uh, and then I also wrote another novel that's based on uh, on sailing on you know fictionalizing my my sailing experiences. I'm always spearfishing and free diving and spearfishing. So when I'm doing that, I'm also looking for treasure. You know, I've never found anything, but I'm always looking. Right. So someday you will. So that, yeah. So that that book is about a guy who does find treasure while he's spearfishing. Is that the gold box? The gold box. Yes. Yeah, that's my latest novel. That's a great cover on that too. I like that. Thanks. And the, the Thanks. cover on yeah. the cover on the book, first book you spoke about, the motorcycle with the guitar. Looks like yeah. guitar in the back. I can't tell the other thing. It looks that's pretty pretty bad as a picture. Shotgun. Yeah. Shotgun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty yeah, nice I drew that. Well. <laughs> that's that's my that's my artwork there. Um the the cover of the gold box was made by a friend uh who just offered to do it on Facebook. Awesome. Another Facebook score. Yeah. See, Facebook is good for stuff. It's not all evil, like they say. <laughs> it is good. I mean, I, I, I use it. Um, you know, I'm a podcaster as well, and I get, uh, I get most of my uh, interviewees from it. You know, when I, when I see sailors have done something incredible or, or any, any sailor I see on there that looks like they're going to have a good story, you know, I'll, I'll contact them. Uh, so how, outside of Facebook, how does someone contact you to get on your show or have you talk to them? Um. Well, I meet people, you know, I meet other sailors uh, while I'm sailing, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't had too many people contact me wanting to actually somebody actually the last person I interviewed contacted me, um, maybe through Instagram. So it's it's all about the social media these days. That is that is modern communication, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes I think it's, it's the easiest just, way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just just cat videos, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> photographs of people's dinner. <laughs> or weird dance trends <laughs> weird, weird dance trends yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yep. so yeah so it's, Paul, useful, it's, been, useful. it's been great chatting with you learning your story uh awesome journey you've been on uh you've you've been the highs lows and now i think you know, what you're doing right now 
is amazing. Your your freedom on the on the open water, your sailboat. I believe that's the picture of the sailboat on a couple of your covers there. That looks amazing yep. as well. Uh, I wish you nothing but success in the future. And uh, thanks again for coming on Misfit Nation. Hey, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... Fit, 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 fit Nation.